As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Have you spent much time in Utah? I went there once. I, uh, I went to Park City. I recommend it highly. See, I think a lot of people go and they do uh, what a lot of people do in Utah. They ski and go, this place is great. They don't necessarily realize what the hell it is to, uh, to live there, to grow up there. It's a weird, weird place. Lots of it. I wonderful. saw that movie SLC Punk. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if that movie is the same thing as real life. But uh, but the uh, the parts of uh, Salt Lake City that look awful in that, from what I understand, after having spoken to other folks that live in Salt Lake City, is kind of right on the money. What was that guy's name? The Salt Lake City punk guy? Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movies? I can't remember what? that guy's name. He was in everyone Scream, too, he, wasn't he? Yeah, everyone thought he was going to be this big deal, and now we can't remember his name. It's too bad. He seemed good. I wonder how he's doing. Like, someone like that, that has a... Uh, I don't know, four or five long movie career. I think he did okay. Think he has to work anymore? Probably not, depending on his uh, his particular Matthew movie. Lillard. There you go. Yeah, I think Matthew Lillard is doing okay financially. You can check out that Celebrity Net Worth site, but I know for a fact that's wrong because I've like been standing there with celebrities as they look at themselves and be like, $18.5 million, I wish. Anyways. <laughs> Are older people smarter? I don't know. I like getting older, though. Life is an education, and if you're older, you're smarter. I just believe that. If you're in an argument with somebody and they're older than you, you should listen to them. It doesn't mean they're right. It means that even if they're wrong, their wrongness is rooted in more information than you have. <laughs> They've been here longer. If you're older, you're smarter. How many people here by applause are 45 or older? 45 or older applaud. Okay. That's about 60 people out of 2,400. Here's the interesting thing. There's way more. I can see you. There's so many more. There's so, this is Arizona. There are way more people in that demographic, but they didn't clap. Why? Because they're smart. They're sitting in the dark going, I don't have to clap. I don't have to do anything. They're not doing it. And they're right. You know why? Because never identify yourself. Never. Are you crazy? You don't know why I'm asking. How, what do you, how do you know what I'm... Okay, burn them all. Burn everybody over 45. How do you know I'm not going to do that? How many people here by applause are 40 or younger? 40 or younger, applaud. That's every time. Every time. That is a weird thing to celebrate in a room where you're not the only people here. That is, that's like going to cancer ward. Not me. Woo! I don't have it. I 
is the 80s show on iHeartRadio. So just so we're totally clear on this, just so we're crystal clear on this, I'm not declaring myself a candidate for president. I'm not seeking the Republican nomination. Anybody can do it. Uh, I'm just not doing it to be different. (laughs) God. Donald Trump, and we'll get into this later on in the show. Donald Trump has announced that he is officially making a run of being president, and he seems to be doing it without any sense of irony whatsoever. And ordinarily, I'd feel like this was a bit of a cheap-ass publicity stunt, but in his particular case, in his particular case, I think he means it. Best I can tell, I think he means it. it. We can tell that he means it, if only because it looks like he might have to uh, not be on his TV show, The Apprentice, or the, uh, the Apprentice, while he's running for president. There's these rules about equal time for presidential candidates among television networks, and that would obviously give him way more than other presidential folks were looking at having. So, yeah, I think, I think, I think old Crazy Hair himself is making... An unironic run being president of the United States of America. It's a bunch of fringe wackadoos. It's it's a joke. Like the rest of the world is laughing at us. The rest of the world is laughing at us because of what election 2016 is shaping up like. The left, mm, not as ridiculous as the right at the moment. Just because the right contains... Well, what it contains. And this is why the left will probably win. I mean, look, I don't like Hillary. I I don't. I just don't like her. I don't trust her. I don't find her to be a good or responsible person in my sort of very surfacey examination of whether or not I feel like she'd make a good president. I don't know how you feel. And if you're going to be like, well, I vote Republican, son. Well, here's the thing. No, 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 no. That's not what this show is about. This show is about the meaninglessness that has come to be associated with various political parties and titles. I vote Republican, I vote Democrat, because my dad voted Republican and Democrat. You know how much water that holds in this day and age? I think the first president that my father ever voted for, that he was ever old enough to vote for, was President John F. Kennedy. And President John F. Kennedy had problems back in the day because he was a Democrat. And he couldn't get the black vote. Why would a Democrat not be able to get the black vote? I mean, generally speaking, in this day and age, if you want to make a presupposition based on statistics about how a black person will vote, it's going to be Democrat. Well, here's the thing. One generation ago, during my father's lifetime, bearing in mind, we're Republicans, son, or we're Democrats, son. One generation ago, when my father voted for John F. Kennedy, he was having problems getting the black vote because the black vote was associated very strongly with members of the KKK and the Deep South who wanted to rise again. Things change. I heart rate. 
Radio shines the spotlight on Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood's music career began its amazing journey at the young age of 15. As the driving force of the Spencer Davis Group, the group enjoyed a string of chart success by way of such enduring classics as Keep On Running, Give Me Some Lovin', and I'm a Man. The international success of these singles bolstered Winwood's confidence and strengthened his resolve to seek out new rhythmic possibilities. In 1967, Winwood left the Spencer Davis Group and co-founded Traffic. Beloved for their eclectic style and superbly crafted songs, Traffic routinely defied convention to celebrate a host of sounds and influences. To try his hand with other creative partnerships, Winwood left Traffic in 1969 to join a new group formed by Cream guitarist Eric Clapton and drummer Ginger Baker. Rock's first supergroup, Blind Faith. Listening to iHeartRadio for more Steve Winwood and all your favorite artists. Hi, I'm Adina Menzel. This is a song I wrote that's really an exploration of who I am and what I stand for at this point in my life. This is Jasmine Oscar, a local health worker in Bangladesh. What she stands for is helping children survive. Every day, Jasmine takes a stand against the common illnesses that can claim the lives of children in her remote village. When you help health workers like Jasmine, you can help the good go further at goodgoes.org. Brought to you by Save the Children and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Cole, the high school junior with the freakishly deep voice. You're listening to AD on iHeartRadio. And after this is done, Morgan Freeman, I'm coming after you for some narration money, bitch. Good take on Donald Trump running for president. I don't know if you caught it, but uh, well, well, have a listen. Here's the latest about uh, who's running for president. Donald Trump announced he's running for president today. Oh. <laughs> no, Donald Trump announced yep. today he is running for president he of did. the United States, which, by the way, traditionally means six more weeks of comedy. We're going to be in good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Due to Donald Trump entering the presidential race, here's the sad news. Season 15 of Celebrity Apprentice will not air. But not to worry, with Trump running for president, you'll still get to see an irrelevant B-list celebrity not get a job. So, (laughs) it's going to work out. Yeah. Here's the thing. All laughing and joking aside. Well, no, you can't go all laughing and joking aside because <laughs> uh, that's exactly what I mean. Uh, forget the Conans of this world. Do you know what a field day uh, the people are having on an international international stage with this? This uh, look. Just the field on the right alone 
has the rest of the universe pointing and laughing at us like we're a bunch of semi-evolved simians picking bugs off of one another and eating them. The rest of the world doesn't understand why any viable candidate on the right-hand side has to be such a Bible thumper. They say the same thing as we do. They're like, oh, wait a second, hold on. Did, did, wasn't America really big on that whole separation of church and state thing? Weren't, weren't they? Yeah. Or they, how come? How come? How come the Jeb Bushes and the Ted Cruzes and the Rand Pauls and all the above make constant reference to the Bible? What does what, what does gay marriage have to do with the political process over there? What, what how how does going to church affect the budget? Why? And then Donald Trump comes screaming into the race. Donald Trump and his hair come screaming into the race. And we prove ourselves to be that much more of a ridiculous laughing stock. Here's, here's Stephen Colbert. Ladies and gentlemen, I am pleased to announce that I have an announcement to make. Donald Trump has announced he is running for president of the United States. Thank you. This will be the finest, most luxurious, gold-plated, diamond-encrusted campaign that will give hope to a weary nation until together we reach that fine fall day when the new season of Celebrity Apprentice premieres. Yes. And if elected, Trump will be, in his own word, the greatest jobs president that God ever created. Yes, I agree with uh, Donald that America is dead, buried in a coffin in salted earth with our enemies on it and laughing. And Donald Trump is the only man who can, excuse me, I'm just moved. I'm physically moved by the knowledge that Donald Trump is the only man who can dig up the corpse of that nation and marry it. Oh yeah, I'm really rich. I will never be in a bicycle race. The real unemployment is, who knows, pick a hat. Pick a, pick a hat, pick a hat out of a hat. Mexico has the hats. They have the hat dance. They know what to do with them. The Mexicans know what to do with the hats. That's enough. That's good. Let's go. Let's go. Music. Music. Let's go. Come on. September 8th. September 8th. <clears throat> that is how the rest of the world sees us, and with good reason. Look. Uh, you know, screw it. We'll get into it later. I don't have the intestinal fortitude to talk about the absolute laughable mess that everything has become on, on my beloved right side of the political fence. The side where, honestly, I think ideologically I most normally fall. Ideologically, I most normally fall to the right. And not just when I'm dressing either. Pretty big idea. No, I'm, I, ideologically, I think I fall to the right just because I believe in, you know, pulling oneself up by one's own bootstraps, laissez-faire capitalism, making something of yourself. I just feel like there's, well, if you're looking for some sort of leg up in this world, you're probably not going to get it unless you create it for yourself. <clears throat> and that idea of taking care of one's own, I think, I think, because all bets are off and all political titles and ideologies are, are meaningless. I think that aligns me closer with the right, just by the nature of my work ethic and how I feel other people should have a similar work ethic because I'm egotistical enough to find my own way with that sort of thing to be the right way. I think I fall down a little bit more on the side of the right. I used to be a card-carrying Republican, and then I realized it was ridiculous, and I became a conservative independent. <clears throat> and then... 
I realized when you said that you were conservative independent, that meant uh, libertarians were like, hey, you're a libertarian. Why don't you come over to my place? Uh, help me hoard AR-15s and we can smoke pot together as we talk about small government and wait in the weeds for orders from someone with the last name Paul. Yeah, no, thanks. That's, that's not my bag. So I'm a firm and uh, firm, faithful charter member of the me party I operate from a principle of knowing where my moral compass points knowing where it's true north is and following that at all times regardless of party and meaningless labels and uh, we'll get into all of it later it's unbelievably frustrating to be part of something that is such an utter and complete joke not only internally but to the rest of the world <clears throat> got a tweet Got a tweet from Roy who said, can I launch my presidential campaign on your show? I'm running as an independent Jedi. (laughs) Yeah. Hashtag, I want to be like the cool kids. It really is kind of a matter of that in this day and age. It's gotten so absolutely ridiculous. But we'll get into it a little bit later on. Funkhauser, news please. A, how are you? B, what is going on in the world? From column A, I'm uh, taking (laughs) my sister to see Chris Brown this Friday night at the iHeartRadio Theater. Oh. Um, it'll be a little intimate show. Hopefully, oh. uh, hopefully not too intimate. Hopefully, well, I mean, because you of know. Chris Brown and my sister. I, but you know, I mean, if if uh, if you bring a, uh, I think basically it's a calculated risk. If you bring a female within 500 feet of Chris Brown. You have to be prepared for the eventuality that he's going to use her face like a speed bag. So as long as you and your sister are both okay with that, then I guess there's nothing I can do to... Uh, I don't know. Can you just shout mean things at him from the side of the stage? Uh, you know, if I did, he would definitely hear it. You know, so, I don't know. You suck, Chris Brown. You should depends be getting prison raped every day. How many... Prison rape. <laughs> depends on how many prison expletives rape. he uses Sorry, during what? his... It depends on how many expletives he uses during his performance, because yeah. uh, it's it's a work thing for me, and I have to bleep afterwards. Oh yeah. Oh, so if yeah. he's going into the, the multiple use of the words we can't say, then yes, I'm going to stand up and say something. Yeah, I forgot you're there in a work capacity. That means you can't shout out the things that I would have you shout out if you're uh, within shouting distance of Chris Brown, namely, why'd you block AD on Twitter? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a proud moment to know that I got under his skin enough to. Do do you remember the incident that uh, got me blocked? Yeah, but you should tell him again here. It could have been the cumulative effect of a bunch of relentless Chris Brown trolling on Twitter suggesting that he should not be walking the streets getting money and Grammys. He should, in fact, be in prison getting prison raped repeatedly by someone called Bubba. Um, But um, the, uh, the straw that appeared to break the camel's back was when he had like. He has this. I hate him for a number of reasons, not least of which is the fact that he appropriated skate culture. He's like, oh yeah, I'm a skateboarding graffiti artist. He's like, oh, and then he has this uh, skateboarding clothing line, T- Team Breezy, I think. And he was like, check it out, new Team Breezy windbreakers available now. And I tweeted back at him. I was like, are they extra easy to clean girlfriend blood out of? And um, and like that, I was blocked, and it was kind of a proud moment. Anywho, I'll ask him about that if I get him cornered. Yeah, would you? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> okay, what, what, what is going on in the world? Uh, Kim Kardashian tweeted that she and Kanye have not revealed the sex of their baby despite rumors it's a boy. Mm. And she won't be revealing anything until she sees the script. Go on. I don't even understand. <laughs> Ed Sheeran says rapping along to Eminem helped him get rid of his stutter. Hmm. Uh. I heard that, too. Left him with an even bigger problem, though. 
All the black kids wanting to beat his ass. <laughs> Continue, please. Hillary Clinton launched her Instagram account yesterday with a pic of red, white, and blue pantsuits hanging on a rack. <laughs> uh, and here's hoping that uh, that's the only rack we ever see from Hillary on Instagram. That would be unpleasant. I'm sure she's going to hire super hot assistants, though. You know, like imagine the press, Hillary's press secretary. Some smoking hot hottie in a blue dress. I don't, probably not. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe not. Uh, some slightly portly. <laughs> we'll some see. slightly portly stained dressed. Wide doe eyed. Uh, do you think that uh, Monica Lewinsky is the most famous person in the world? I do. Um, I think Monica Lewinsky is the most well-known person on the face of the planet. And there's nothing, unlike everybody else, there's nothing she can do without fame. She wrote a book, didn't she? Uh, yeah, did she? I don't know. I think she Probably. just cashed in recently on that. Uh, it's yeah. called The Dress in German. Mind Dress. <laughs> Mind Dress. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> What are you debating things you can and can't say right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if uh, she had, I don't know, she had a shot at a glittering career. Unfortunately, she blew it. Eh? Eh? Uh. Um, Yeah. Okay. Go on. Uh, Speaking to a group of business owners yesterday, uh, Chris Christie bragged about his success in winning over Latinos. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, (laughs) all proud of his success. In terms of getting the Latino vote, potentially, Chris Christie has bragged about his success in winning over Latinos. And I don't think I, I think that just no, no one had the heart to tell him that making daily late night trips to a Taco Bell. Not the same thing. It doesn't count. Go on. Ordered the number dose every day. <laughs> uh, the largest stadium in the world is in North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Holds one hundred and fifty thousand people. And once a month, it is filled to capacity so Kim Jong-un can stand in the round and recite his favorite lines from Police Academy movies. Being the lover of American culture that he is. (sighs) Kindly go on. I'm waiting for the coffee (laughs) to kick in. Uh, Me too. A California woman pepper sprayed a Del Taco manager because he messed up her burrito. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> like the, here's the thing it's completely ridiculous and a, a the sign of an awful human being to do something like that but i relate to it so much so much it, it, it goes back to the onion thing yeah no onions please is there onions no on onions, this please mm, there yeah. is onions yeah. on this you told me three times yeah. there wasn't yeah yeah no onions so extra onions no <laughs> like like i i just i worry because i think if you say onion then they're just going to hear Onion and do with that what they will. And they'll be like, what goes on this one? I don't know, but he definitely said something about onions. And then pile them on. And I kind of feel like uh, you'd be better off just picking out your own onions. But that whole desire to pepper spray someone in the face for getting your burrito order wrong, I 100% am with that. I understand it. I know that it's not a reasonable thing to do as a human being, but I get where it comes from. That said, I've usually had a good experience when I've been to a Del Taco. The only thing Del Taco has ever really screwed up for me would be my colon. (laughs) (laughs) A transcript of the night was uh, is here. I have it. It said, "Now who who ordered hot or mild now?" (laughs) I don't know. It's written in another language, so I Uh, translate it myself. Usually, when a Del Taco employee has tears, it's because well they work at Del Taco. Go on. 
uh, a Scottish man says he found Jesus in an IKEA restroom. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's lots. I I really don't like to mess with anybody's sense of spirituality and what they believe in. As long as you're not hurting anybody, like uh, spirituality, religion, in whatever form it takes, is such a powerful and valuable thing to so many people. And who am I to get in the way of that? You might be one of those people that thinks Jesus will come back to us. You might be one of those people who thinks he walks among us again. <clears throat> and on the surface of things, well, I don't, I don't question that. I do question this, though. Scottish man saying that he found Jesus in an Ikea restroom. I, I guess, though, it sort of makes sense. I mean, you got to think about it. Jesus was a carpenter, so... Maybe he can actually figure out how to put together a bookshelf without one of those tiny effing wrenches. Amen. USA Headline News. I'm Kelly Sloan. A flash flood warning has been issued for seven counties in southeastern Texas as the remnants from Tropical Storm Bill make their way inland. A lot of those areas have uh, saw some of the their heaviest uh, rainfall they've ever experienced for May. So the ground's pretty saturated across uh, much of the region there, and we expect anywhere from three to six inches, uh, maybe a little bit more. That was meteorologist Bruce Sullivan from the National Weather Service. The chairman of a House panel investigating the deadly attacks in Benghazi says a longtime confidant of Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Rodham Clinton didn't write any of the numerous memos he forwarded to Clinton while she served as Secretary of State. He's not the author of a single one of those memos. Um, he was passing on information uh, authored uh, by someone else, and he has no idea about the credibility or reliability of any of the sources. That was South Carolina Congressman Trey Gowdy. This is USA Headline News. Everyone knows the proper way to start your day is with a long, hot, luxurious shower. That's why we've created ProperSoap.com. We're called Proper because we're properly pure and natural, with no parabens, dyes, or harsh chemicals. 100% pure vegetable soap. We use rich shea butter and olive oil to moisturize naturally. And best of all, we think it's proper to give back. So when you shop ProperSoap.com, you're funding clean water and sanitation programs in villages across the globe. Shop ProperSoap.com and get proper. For the first time, America's behavior expert Scott Farrell is offering you the Marriage Matrix. The system used for years to help save marriages is now available to you. The Marriage Matrix can save you expense, personal embarrassment, and maybe even save your marriage. I'm America's behavior expert Scott Farrell. If you really want a shot at saving your marriage, get the Marriage Matrix today, and together, let's do this. Call now, 844-HELP-US-ZERO. That's 844-HELP-US-ZERO. Or visit ismymarriageworthit.com. trending. In Game 6 of the NBA Finals, the Warriors beat the Cavaliers 105-97 in Cleveland. Golden State wraps up the series four games to two. They win their fourth NBA title in their franchise's history, but their first since 1975. Draymond Green had a triple-double. Steph Curry had 25 points. And Andre Iguodala was named the Finals MVP. He also had 25 points for first-year head coach Steve Kerr. You could make an argument that it could have gone to Steph, it could have gone to LeBron. But for us, it's really fitting that the award went to Andre because he sacrificed his starting role uh, from the first game of the season. He had never come off the bench once in his entire career. 
that set the tone for our whole season. Soccer at the Women's World Cup. USA shut out Nigeria 1-0. USA wins Group D. They advance to the round of 16. In baseball games, a note, the Orioles beat up on the Phillies 19-3. Baltimore hit eight home runs. Brock Holt hit for the cycle for Boston. Red Sox over the Braves 9-4. I'm Eddie Garcia. We are Radio puts the spotlight on Jim Morrison. The Doors retreated to the studio, where they sounded musically rejuvenated on the hard-rocking Morrison Hotel in 1970 and 1971's L.A. Woman. Supporting tours were marked by continued police harassment, and afterwards, a depressed Morrison left the country with his wife Pamela, eventually settling in Paris to unwind and write poetry. the support of his bandmates, Morrison spiraled irrevocably out of control, and he was found dead in his bathtub on July 3rd, 1971, the victim of an apparent heart attack. He was only 27 years old. Keep listening to iHeartRadio for more Doors coming up. iHeartRadio goes one-on-one with Mike Rutherford to discuss the art of songwriting. I've learned one thing over the years is that actually you can't control it. You can't force it, you can't analyze it, you can't worry about it. You just go and have a good time and mess around and then something comes along and you grab it. You know, you, you, it's something intangible. And if you try and make a program on how to do it and do it better, you get lost. So I just, it's, it's like a free form thing, which you just, you can't control. You just let it ride or not ride. And if it's not working, then you just have a break. That's what I've learned. Keep listening to iHeartRadio for more Mike Rutherford and all your favorite artists. Go ahead, favorite the show, and enjoy AD on the go. iHeartRadio presents AD. All right, Funkhauser, let's roll through the news, and then we will... uh... (laughs) Sorry, just got a tweet from uh, Roy Shelton, who was listening to the show. You know, we were talking about about the guy who discovered Jesus in a Scottish Ikea restroom. Mm Mm-hmm. He uh, offered the sage advice saying, if you're pushing so hard in the bathroom that you see Jesus, you're pushing too hard. I want to get that checked out. Well played, Roy. Very, very well played. Go on. New iPhones and iPads will have an app that tracks your sex life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to improve your sex life. It's supposed to uh, let you know. um, When you should be getting busy, when you're likely to get busy, what you can do to improve your level, all, all the above. This is uh, what new iPhones and iPads have, a sex tracking app. Or if you're married, it'll just suggest videos on model shipbuilding because that part of you below the waist is now dead. Go on. Uh, Barbie's feet were molded so she can wear flats. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to which Ken responded, hey, guys, still no penis? Uh, okay, all right then. <laughs> He's a he's a grower, not shoes. a shower. There, yeah, <laughs> she gets the comfy shoes. I still have to walk around with a nub. Go on. A study confirms that claw machines are rigged. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Really? Yeah, 
For me, claw machines are a lot like sex. Worth the unsatisfying end for those 10 seconds of fun. <laughs> uh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> and it always ends the same way. Who's got another dollar? Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> while... <laughs> Do you want me to continue? <laughs> yeah. Not enough coffee in the world today. <laughs> I don't know if it's funny because I'm tired or if it's funny because uh, maybe I'm just laughing at stuff out of context. But having your finish it, like I remember once there was like this discussion among some friends, men and women, uh, buddies of mine, that uh, we were we were chatting about what we say in the bedroom as we're about to uh, finish, and um, and most of them were pretty standard. I think mine was, oh, man. <laughs> but there was this one guy who was a rugby player. This was in England. He was a rugby player. Very sort of like, I say, capital suggestion. Let's go to the pub <laughs> and get pissed, shall we? And uh, he's, when he's finishing in bed, he said, and it was confirmed by his partner that this was true. He shouted out. Picture this. He was like, yes, 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 quite so, quite so. And then when he finished, oh, away the lads. Oh, away the lads. <laughs> Which is kind of like in uh, in British Army speak. It's sort of like, you know, if you're about to go attack someone, away the lads. But that's what he shouted as he finished up. <clears throat> true story. Go on. <laughs> Uh, while Donald Trump is campaigning for president, Celebrity Apprentice will go black. Yeah. Wouldn't recommend that, replied Rachel Dolzai. Dolzow? Whatever the hell the fake black NAACP chick is called. Uh, yeah. But, um, while Donald Trump is campaigning, Celebrity Apprentice will go off the air. See, not even in office yet. He's already doing good things for the country. Go on. Uh, Donald Trump says he'll bring back the American dream. Ironically, during a time when most Americans dream of a day when they don't have to listen to or see Donald Trump. Interesting. Go on. Hill Dog, Hillary Clinton, has released her campaign playlist. On Spotify, yeah, I saw this. As expected, nothing from Monica. Go on. Michelle Obama is visiting London. <laughs> In related news, President Obama is at the White House eating his body weight in bacon cheeseburgers. <laughs> uh, go on. Rachel Dolezal told Matt Lauer yesterday on the Today Show that she identifies as black. Yeah. I guess that makes one of us, replied Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> um, that opens like, ooh, can open worms everywhere. Because, I mean, in her case... Yeah, I, I think she saw an opportunity to uh, take some of the heat off. But in her case, she's a liar who lied to get a job. She's like C. Thomas Howell. Uh, Thomas C. Howell? Is it C. Thomas Howell? What's the name of that actor? I think C. Thomas Howell, yeah. C. Thomas Howell. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> uh, you ever see that movie he was in, Soul Man, where he gets accepted to Harvard and his parents are like, you're going to pay your own way. And he was like, oh, no. And then he uh, finds out that there's scholarship for African-American kids. And so he goes in blackface throughout the entire movie. Like, I'm pretty confident you couldn't make it in this day and age. And it was made in 1985 or something like that. It was one of those like, oh, I'll rent this. You know, the babysitter uh, comes over and the parents are like, OK, let him go to the let him go to the video store and rent whatever he wants. And like, oh, hey, well, let me watch this. There's a movie called Soul Man. Where to get a scholarship, 
to get a scholarship. C. Thomas Howell goes around in blackface for the entire movie, and it's the least politically correct thing ever. But it's essentially exactly what this Rachel Dolezal broad did. She painted her face black when she is, in fact, white. Um, or went in for an awful lot of fake tanning and uh, and said she was African-American so she could get a job at the NAACP. She's a lying cheater um, with serious problems, I think, as well. Uh, I say from the outside looking and not knowing a great deal about her, but it just seems wildly effed up. But the point she brought up, hey, if uh, Bruce Jenner can say, call me Caitlyn on the cover of Vanity Fair, why then can someone like her not say, call me Shanene on the cover of Vanity Fair and say, I've always identified as a black woman? Like I said, can open worms everywhere. If you can reassign your gender, is race that far behind? It's an interesting conversation, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more as this NAACP Rachel Dolezal narrative unfolds. Uh, go on. Uh, Janet Jackson's new tour will be called Unbreakable. Hmm. Yep. It has a theme. Unbreakable. It's all about her brother's dependence on unemployment checks. Go on. Uh, Janet Jackson announced a new world tour. Yeah. Another huge news from 1993. A dude in an eight-ball leather jacket shouted, Whoop! There it is! And did the running man after getting the last Beanie Baby at Jordan Marsh. <laughs> Go on. Smash Mouth singer Steve Harwell cussed out the audience at a food festival because they were throwing bread at him. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday. <laughs> he should have expected it, though. I mean, I was thinking about this overnight. Bread being thrown at the lead singer Smash Mouth? Well, it's a given. After all, somebody once told him that the world was going to roll him. You're welcome. Sometimes you just know you're done. You're longing for that shining sun. You walk these streets most every day. You're waiting to get washed away. iHeartRadio shines the spotlight on Queen. She's a killer. Queen, formed in London in 1970, originally consisting of Freddie Mercury as lead vocal and piano, Brian May guitar and vocals, John Deacon on bass, and Roger Taylor behind the drums. Before joining Queen, Brian May and Roger Taylor had been playing together in a band named Smile with bassist Tim Stafford. known as Freddie Bulsara, was a fan of Smile and encouraged them to experiment with more elaborate stage and recording techniques. After Staffel's departure in 1970, Mercury himself joined the band shortly thereafter, changed the name of the band to Queen, and adopted his familiar stage name. John Deacon joined the band, and in 1973, the debut album Queen was released. Both the debut and its follow-up, Queen 2, were successful in the UK. Keep listening to iHeartRadio for more Queen, coming up. 
Olympic gold medalist and professional beach volleyball player, Misty Mae Trainer here with Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, reminding you to get moving every day. Because when you get moving an hour a day, you'll have more energy to dig into the things you like to do. Kick the soccer ball around. Ride your bike. Or dance in your room. Get up and play an hour a day, Doc. Check out how to be a player. Head online to get tips on great ways to get moving every day. At www.letsmove.gov. A message from the Ad Council and HHS. Delivering fascinating subjects, interesting talk, and boobs and fart jokes. AD on iHeartRadio. Donald Trump has announced he's uh, running for president. Let's uh, let's take a look at some of my favorite lines from his announcements. Costs are going for people up 29, 39, 49 and even 55 percent. And deductibles are through the roof. You have to get hit by a tractor, literally a tractor to use it. Because the deductibles are so high, it's virtually useless. Our country needs a truly great leader. And we need a truly great leader now. We need a leader that wrote the art of the deal. I like China. I just sold an apartment for $15 million to somebody from China. Am I supposed to dislike him? I will be the greatest jobs president that God ever created. I tell you that. See, he's a ridiculous human being. He really is. And uh, he trumpets on and on about his net worth. Talks about how rich he is. Let's see. where the, Oh, yeah, here it is. So a large accounting firm and my accountants have been working for months. Nine billion Two hundred and forty million dollars. And I have liabilities of about 500. That's long-term debt, very low interest rates. In fact, one of the big banks came to me and said, Donald, you don't have enough borrowings. Could we loan you four billion dollars? I said, I don't need it. But in two seconds, they give me whatever I wanted. So I have a total net worth of $8,737,540,000. Now, I'm not doing that to brag because you know what? I don't have to brag. I don't have to, believe it or not. I'm doing that to say that that's the kind of thinking our country needs. We need that thinking. We have the opposite thinking. We have losers. We have losers. We have people that don't have it. We have people that are morally corrupt. We have people that are selling this country down the drain. So I put together the statement. And the only reason I'm telling you about it today is because we really do have to get going. <sighs> Here's the thing. In the grand scheme of who's got cash in these United States of America or in the world, Trump's obviously no slouch, but <laughs> there's people there's people with way more loot than him that are a lot quieter. 
it's a weird dichotomy, a weird thing where you get to be so rich that you don't really have to care about anything, yet you do. Still not enough to feed whatever gaping hole there is in your self-esteem or ego to the point where you have to get on a stage and announce your net worth. It's like a rapper who just made his first money. It's like nouveau riche. It's, it's new money at its worst. And it's what Donald Trump does as part of his campaign speech. It is a well-known fact that those people who must want to rule are, ipso facto, those least suited to do so. Anyone who is capable of getting themselves made president should on no account be allowed to do the job. Douglas Adams. R.I.P. A writer of the great, great Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So it's begun. After threatening to do it in the last few elections, Donald Trump has pulled the trigger, announced he's running for president. His slogan, Make America Great Again. Not surprisingly, he said a whole bunch of uh, stupid, insane things that he thought were awesome. He said, this is beyond anyone's expectations. There's been no crowd like this. Some of the candidates, they went in. They don't know the air conditioner didn't work. They sweated like dogs. They didn't know the room was too big because they didn't have anybody there. How are they going to beat ISIS? I don't think it's going to happen. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. Obamacare costs are going up and deductibles are through the roof. Now, this part is true. You have to be hit by a tractor, literally a tractor to use it because deductibles are so high it's virtually useless. Our country needs needs a truly great leader. Okay, I'm with you on that one. And we need a truly great leader now. I'm with you on that one, too. We need a leader that wrote The Art of the Deal. Okay. I'll be the greatest jobs president that God ever created. I tell you that. You know... uh, A businessman running America, I do honestly believe that uh, the economy could take a shot in the arm from something like that. Trump, though, and here's the weird thing. Here's the weird thing. This is where politics gets awfully, awfully strange. Do you remember when uh, Rick Perry, Governor Rick Perry of Texas, was, he was hanging around California driving a Tesla. He was hanging around California driving a Tesla, and he uh, he was hanging around California driving a Tesla, and he was an it was an absolute field day for the people on the left. They're like, "Look at this idiot, Rick Perry, doing stupid stuff like driving a Tesla around." And, and look, Rick Perry, let's be real here, not the sharpest tool in the shed, not the brightest spark, but what people failed to. What what people overlooked, what people failed to see in that situation was Rick Perry was cruising around California in a Tesla because you know what he was doing? He was attempting to bring Tesla to Texas. Now, you can't can't sell Teslas in Texas. There's a a law against that. I don't remember the vagaries of it, but you you can't. And so the left had a field day with it. They were like, look at this moronic Texan trying to bring Teslas to Texas. He's too stupid to even realize that uh, you can't buy Teslas in Texas. No, you can't. But what Rick Perry was trying to do, what idiot, lame-brained, reprehensible Rick Perry was trying to do was actually something tremendously great for the people of Texas. He was doing his job and that he was trying to bring the business of manufacturing the batteries that Tesla's run on to Texas. 
He was trying to bring jobs and commerce to Texas. He was trying to convince Tesla folks that, hey, we're a great place to do business. There's a lot of freedom. Some people call it a criminal lack of regulations, but there's a lot of freedom to do business. Laissez-faire capitalism is alive and well. In Texas, you can make your batteries for a much lower cost, and we want to be the people that help you do that. And here you have this idiot lame brain person doing something that is truly wonderful for the people that he lives with. Really kind of putting his best foot forward in a creative way, attempting to bring jobs to the great state of Texas. And he got lambasted for it, lampooned for it. And in the utter ridiculousness of Donald Trump's announcement that he's going to take a stab at being president of the United States of America, in it lies some truth in some of the crazy harebrained things that he's spouting off. Our country does need a truly great leader. I don't think it's him. We need a great leader now. I, I don't think it's him. We need a leader that wrote The Art of the Deal. Mm, we don't need a president that wrote The Art of the Deal. But if he really cared about our country, when the election is done and dusted, and when he is in no way, shape, or form elected president, that is my prediction. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of things, and a lot of people will give me a hard time for not taking him seriously. He is, of course, a very successful American who's done a lot of things and uh, accomplished way more in his lifetime than I ever will. And, well, hey, Ronald Reagan, a person that is often regarded as the greatest president of all time, aside from perhaps Lincoln or perhaps the martyred Kennedy. A lot of people look at Abraham Lincoln as one of the greats. And if you told someone that there was going to be an actor from a film called Bedtime for Bonzo, where he acted alongside a monkey and he was going to make a great president, people would have told you you're crazy. So the whole sort of like reality show, just ridiculousness, uh, the crazy parade that follows Donald Trump wherever he goes. That is true. But like I said, I'll refer you to Ronald Reagan's early foray into the world of show business, Bedtime for Bonzo, where he played second fiddle to a chimpanzee. So anything's possible. I'm predicting ain't going to happen. But if Donald Trump really cares about America the way he says he does, then he'll go after some sort of other position. Some sort of position where he can truly help. Some sort of position where his crazy, out-of-control, psychotic ego isn't going to be a hindrance. And he can just help look after the money. <laughs> because our finances in this country are woefully, woefully mismanaged. And if he knows how to right the ship financially, which is part of the cornerstone of his campaign, then when he fails to get elected president, he should still find a way to roll up his sleeves and make life better for the average American, if that is, in fact, his goal. And that's a big if. He says he'll be the greatest jobs president that God ever created. Well, even if he doesn't make it to being president, and I don't think he will, he can still help create jobs. He said, I'm using my own money. Well, that's, that's, that's admirable. I'm not using lobbyists. I'm not using donors. I don't care. I'm really rich. That's the kind of thinking you need for this country. It sounds crass. Somebody said, oh, that's crass. It's not crass. Somebody said to me the other day, but Mr. Trump, you're not a nice person. That's true, but I actually am. Oh, yeah. Oh, the crazy train. I think I am a nice person. People that know me like me. Does my family like me? I think so, right? Oh, my goodness. It's utterly ridiculous. But you know what? He's been extremely successful at a lot of things. I, I just hope that maybe he can uh, turn his eye to public service when he fails to get elected. <laughs> 
Oh, my God. <clears throat> Ten-year-olds like Donald Trump. You will make America great again. He knows how to run a country as well as he know how, knows how to run a business, and I know that much. I, I'm going to say that he will fix America. Why I like him, and I'm not exactly old enough to caucus yet or vote yet, so I'm going to ask everyone to vote for him. Another reason I like him is because he's a lot like me. He's a lot like me in the way that he's just very bullheaded. He, his passion leads him where he wants to go. He's a lot like me. Donald Trump, he will make everything better, I swear. He's going to run this country. He will be great at it. Vote for him, please. That's a 10-year-old that will either uh, wind up running a decent chunk of the Western Hemisphere in the future or wind up in jail at age 12 for uh, the... For doing something that, I don't know, it, just the sense of entitlement that you hear in that kid's voice is probably going to land him in jail. Like, oh, just, well, I felt like I deserved the money to do the good that I'm going to do in the world, so I took it. Committed securities fraud at age 13. Or, like I said, he'll be running a decent chunk of the Western Hemisphere. It'll be interesting to see where that one lands. Hopefully we can catch up with that kid in a few years. Oh, Donald Trump wants Oprah to be his running mate. Back in 1999, when you were thinking of running as the Reform Party candidate, you told Larry King that you'd consider Oprah for vice president. I like Oprah. What can I tell you? She's still on your short list? Oh, she's great. She's talented. She's a friend of mine. She's a good person. I've been on her show. In fact, I was on her show her last week. She said, could I be on her show with the whole family? I like Oprah. I mean, is that supposed to be a bad thing? I no, don't think but so. Is, who, so when no, you think I like about Oprah. who the kind of people you're going to run I think with. Oprah would be great. I'd love to have Oprah. I think would win easily, actually. <laughs> Donald Trump and Oprah. President, vice president, here's the thing. Because of the absolute laughingstock mockery that this country has become with our political process, uh, the Trump Oprah ticket might make it. The Trump ticket, uh, yeah, I don't think it's got a snowball's chance in hell. But you throw Oprah into that equation, <laughs> you got yourself a White House, my friend. See you tomorrow. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.